Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss everybody gets high sometimes you know what else can we do when we're feeling low so take a deep breath and let it go you shouldn't be drowning on your own and if you
Hello everyone and welcome to episode 77 of Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell, this is my podcast and thank you for joining me. This week, as usual, you're here with um, my producer, director, co-host and friend Paul. And before we get into it, I just need to tell you it was Paul that picked that song, Justin Bieber. For a good reason though. For a good reason. We'll talk about later. We can get into later on in the podcast. I judged him at first and then I found it quite catchy midway and I then I was like, fuck it, that's a good tune. So thank you very much, Paul. Look, guys, we've got a new sponsor. Um, Merchant City Medical. Returning to sponsor the podcast after taking a couple of bre- uh, a couple of months off. Merchant City Medical is a company in Glasgow that provide hair transplants. I know that because I got a hair transplant from Merchant City Medical. So see if you're a guy or a woman and you're self-conscious about losing hair, you're going bald, anything like that, go into Merchant City Medical and you can get that treatment done. It's safe, it's cheaper, and you can be on call 24 hours a day to get in touch with them. Look, guys, I've not got anything to prove here. I was losing my hair with stress. Um, it was starting to get on top of me. I was constantly talking about it, constantly worried about it. And then I made the decision to go into Merchant City Medical. I wasn't the type of guy that would have went over to Turkey or done anything like that. And they got in touch with me. And honestly, it's the best thing I've ever done. I mean, look at that, man. Am I sitting advert, Apple? I know, mate. Gorgeous. A man with just a babe. Gorgeous, mate. For the chin down. <laughs> for the chin up chin, chin up i mean <laughs> uh, i must say they do um eyebrow transplants as well but i need to tell you uh my eyebrows are all natural he's look a wee at, flick of them look at eight bad boys i can't move them because i've been botoxed <laughs> with cement <laughs> no but honestly like we live in a day and age where people are you know, they're always worried about going bald or they think people would judge them for getting a hair transplant. Look, you've only got one life. You can go and pay a deposit. I paid a £500 deposit and then I paid it off in monthly instalments. So there's that option there for you as well. And it wasn't that expensive. So it's a good team of people. I wouldn't bullshit you and I wouldn't lie. Getting about it, their information, their logo and stuff will cut, um, come up on the screen. Give them a phone today. And you can go in for a free checkup. Trust me, free checkup. Say that you listen to my podcast. Um, you want to get it done because Darren's got an absolute belter, man. I don't know if you could get one like this, but nah, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're putting my arse hair and back hair on it, nah. Um, but I just go and check it and get in about it. And also, Lamb Solutions Limited, Michael Burns. Thank you very much, Michael Burns, for continuing to sponsor the podcast. You're keeping the lights on. Look at us getting dead professional and stuff. I know, mate. These ad reads are a a thing of beauty. I know. See, the thing is, when I'm talking about Merchant City Medical, I'm just like, don't talk about kettles. Don't talk about kettles. My neck's like a rum, rum, rum. Fight the urge. Michael Burns from Lamb Solutions Limited. Michael Burns is a tradesman. So see if you're in your house on your flat and you need anything done, like your kitchen fitted, bathroom work, anything like that, drain work, 
get in touch with Michael Burns. His contact information will pop up on the screen. And same again, phone him, get a free consultation, and hopefully he can sort you out. Michael, thank you so much for the support for the podcast, mate. You're a good pal. You mean a lot. I'd die for you. Does anybody else get better ad reads than this? If you run a business and you get in touch with me, would you get a business saying, I'd die for you? Eh, Paul? I don't think so, mate. Because I would have fucking die for you, man. I'm in with the triads, not. See the Glaswegian triads, Paul? Uh-huh. I'm in with them, mate. <clears throat> I've got a flat in Springburn, right? It's getting no furniture in it. And it's just get fucking swords and guns and all that underneath the flareboards. So thank you very much for tuning in to this week's <laughs> podcast. Bef- before we get into it, how are you, Paul? You good? Hi, mate. I'm very good. Busy week. Lovely weather. It is good, isn't it? The Aye, sun is back. It's been making life a lot easier. Sun is back, baby. I know. Well, even just the sun, man. A wee bit of heat. A wee bit yeah. of heat in there. It's a bit of colder now, but Wednesday, it's a bit of a chill, but no, love it. Summer's about to come, mate. It's coming. I'm back walking. I'm feeling good. Feel happy today, mate. Aye. Obviously, you put that tune at the start of the podcast because I went for another cold dip. So that was Cold Water by Justin Bieber at the start, if anybody was wondering. And it's not because, like, I'm into Justin Bieber, which I'm. Not just because I'm into Justin Bieber. I'm not into his music, I'm just into Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, it was for a reason, it's because Darren's new uh, Zen master. Namaste. Your mamaste. Hi. <laughs> Where can I stay? <laughs> so go on. So how many weeks have we into it now? What's, what's happening? Uh, I think I've dipped like six times. Seven times, maybe. Right. And I went up to the camp seas the other night, and it was really intense. Look, I don't want to repeat myself in this podcast. I know I've said it since episode one. I've got a problem with people that charge money for it. If it's pals doing it, I'm cool. So I've been doing it with pals because I've had insomnia. I had a wee bit of stress. I put the weight back on and stuff, and I've been doing it to just kind of kick charge my, my kind of back into walking and health eating and stuff. But I feel, you know how when I slag those people on the podcast, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been bit by a zombie and I'm almost turning. So I'm not quite 100% zombie. I'm like 70%. Right. So last night when I was in the water, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And then I could feel myself going for like, nah, man, it's fucking, I'm going to start charging cunts on on 50 quid for this. <laughs> to come with come with me you need a motor because you've not got a motor and you so the whoever's going to sign up needs to have a car yes so that they can take you yes <laughs> and before we go in i need to spread your ass cheeks and just inspect your asshole just for five minutes <laughs> are you going to end up like the fucking scottish one of paltrow <laughs> But I had a bone broth and a coffee for my breakfast. Ah, it's good though. I mean, look how fucking clear my face looks. I know, mate. You're positively glowing. I f- do I look happier? Uh-huh. Do I feel happier? I don't know. Do yeah. you feel happier? Yeah. 
maybe it had something to do with that delicious spoonful of micro dose of acid I took this morning. <laughs> but uh, uh, the cold water dip certainly helped as well. So how long were you in? What was, did you say it was last night? Last night. What time was it last night? Uh, maybe six o'clock. It was freezing, mate. It was freezing. Did the sun went down at that point? It was gone down. Gold, Don't hour. let the sun go down on me. Um, Gold, <laughs> golden hour. Hi. Is Elton John going to be your next target after Broadstreet? Yes. <laughs> after Broadstreet. Yes. But aye, it was golden hour, man. That must have been fucking Baltic. Man. It was Baltic, mate. I mean, I was bright pink, like salmon pink. And I feel, I feel really, really good. And I've been walking and I feel better. The hog's got to make a return. We do another podcast with Killian Sheridan. It's called The Sheriff Show. And we've got Manscaped as a sponsor. I think I'm going to shave my boss soon, mate. Somebody, somebody's getting pumped. <laughs> he's a time. couple of weeks. I need to get some more steps in, but he's a couple of weeks. It's time. <laughs> the people on Patreon will be like fucking fire on your messages all over the fucking shop. Hi, who's one pumped? Um, uh, all right, Dan, and I'll, I'll take it. My hi. name's Peter. I'm no gay, but just what I'm pumped. Here, I'll pump him. Uh, I'll <laughs> pump any gun. Uh, I put up a clip on the other day talking about my dad's belly, and right? I don't know if anybody's seen it. I would imagine people that are listening to the podcast has seen it. Um, Where did you put it up? TikTok. Right, so anybody that's on your TikTok. Oh, did you put it on Twitter as well? Yes. Well, Killian put it up on Twitter, right? Okay. I've not put it on my personal Facebook page because I'm like, I'm scared that my dad's going to see it. Mm -hmm. And, mate, it's got over a quarter of a million views. I'm going to check how many views it's got, right? Okay. Somebody, what, see, anytime I get noticed in the tune, it's always somebody saying, Officer Karen, uh -huh. all right, Bobby. Somebody walked up to us last night, if you're listening, mate, it's funny as fuck. 251,000.5,000 viewers, mate. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Why am I, like, I just opened up <clears throat> my TikTok and it's a video of Alfredo Morales getting his haircut. <laughs> Is it a good haircut? I tell you right now, I bet, as, as a good I bet you it's in a Turkish Barbers, I can tell. It's a, a barber page called X the Barber. Better have some Selic on there. No, he's not Turkish. It looks like it's um, Somalia or like, you know, like a, an African country's flag. It's in, his, it's in Scotland as well. Mm. Better have some Selic, Selic guys in there, man. He doesn't he? I'm going to do him. Ah, he's doing other Rangers players. There's I ah, fuck. He fuck you, mate. X the barber. Anyway. 200, would you say there? 251, I think. 251.6 thousand views. So, That's more than Rod. More than Rod. And what I was saying was when people see me in the street, they say, all right, Officer Cannon. So two days ago, a guy walked up to us at a set of traffic lights at the up for the Donald Jewel statue. Mm -hmm. Very funny. Do you know what he said to me? Go on. Is your dad's bell end all right? <laughs> You're becoming famous. You're becoming <laughs> infamous for, for more than just Bobby. Mm -hmm. You're now, your podcast, 
your podcast clips are becoming infamous, mate. Yes. So, guys, look, I'm so I'm just a normal, humble guy, and if I'm famous and handsome, then with amazing eyebrows and a big hog, then I need to just live with that, Paul, and I need to accept it. Because when I wear trackies, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. It sounded funny. You know, I need to say no, it. No, you need to say it. You've started. I need to tuck my hog in because when I walk down the street, I feel very self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> How do you tuck it? What's your technique? Tuck between the legs, like in there. Silence of the lambs. Aye. Like aye. silence of the lambs. You know where tape or anything? Oh, wait a minute. I just tuck the dick in. I don't, I leave the boss out. How? <laughs> How does that work? It just it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were walking down the street at any given moment, and I'm not saying that people should do this. I, in fact, I'm actively discouraging people to do this. If people see you down your steps and they come up and they scan you, it's just going to look like two boys just hanging there because <laughs> your dick's going to be like tucked around the side. Yes. Two boys with a tucked in knob. But that's not going to be the thing that's going to scare them. Okay. The thing that's going to scare them is me doing that. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Are you going to say that? Go. No, just that. Mm, yes. <laughs> so it's like a, the opposite of <laughs> a eunuch. Like a eunuch would get their balls cut off, but you're like, no, keep the balls. Just take the dick away. What's a eunuch? Like, um... Game of Thrones, so like the mad monk, the baldy guy in Game of Thrones. Somebody, I, I don't know what the definition of a eunuch is. They cut their balls after. But them. it's somebody that's been, I think they get castrated due to like religious reasons. Let they, me just have a They get their balls clipped like dogs. Don't even know what eunuch, if that's how you spell eunuch. A castrated man placed in charge of a harem or employed by a chamberlain in the palace. So, like, a religious person within, like, a royal palace who's been castrated. Mm. The second definition is a man or boy deprived of his testicles. Holy fuck. Deprived. Holy fuck. Supposed to do some mad shit to you, by the way, when you get that. See, the same as, like, if a woman gets, like, a uterus due to, like, cervical cancer or something like that, it, like, starts the menopause, like, pure early and all that, but see, for, like, a guy, he's supposed to do mad shit to you, man, pure fuck where he'd not. Because we need, we need testosterone to, like, drive us and yeah. what a day shit, and I think you, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking shit with that, but... I would, if, um, if you get your balls chopped off, I'd mock you. I'd be like, you fucking, just like a duck. Make you clip out, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat getting castrated. No, for medical reasons, for that reason, I would slag you, I mean, for like right. a monk. So how have you been, Paul? Are you all right? <laughs> Moving on. Hey, move move um, on. Move on. Um, What is happening? I've got lots of subjects here, but... Right? Yeah. Let's go into the subject. So we're doing an hour, aren't we? Yeah. And then, are we doing Patreon stuff? No, that'll be next week. Next week. It's once every fortnight. I just put a Patreon podcast yesterday. Okay. So it'll be next week before the next one. If you want to come for a cold dip, man, you should come with me. Please. <laughs> I need help, man. I need you to lift me in. <laughs> yeah, you want me to lift you in. Yeah. I need you to lift me in and I need you to, to take me out. Have you got a harness? 
I've got like, I know somebody that's uh, takes care of dolphins, and they've got like a wee. <laughs> it's not a harness. It's like it's like a wee thing with a dolphin sitting it, and like go, and then take them in and out the water. Put get, me. <laughs> get you on that. Imagine if somebody said, "Is that Paul and Darn up at the camp season? He's in a dolphin harness." I'm just dead inside, glazed over eyeballs. Just lying in the harness, just going, and I'm like, it's all right, calm down. You've been in a second. You're going back in the water. <laughs> I tell you what it's really, I, as much as we slag it, do you know what it's done for me? On a serious subject, right? Uh -huh. I do have body dysmorphia. It's something that's been with me my whole life. And even when I feel good, I feel bad about taking my top off. Um, and I've been taking my top off to do cold water dips, uh -huh. and it's been it's been really good for me. That's been really good for me. Aye, uh -huh. very. I don't know. I just feel like the first time I did it, I thought it was just going to be me and my mate, and he's like, "No, there's like a wee group of people," and straight away I was like, "Fuck, man." I don't mind guys, but if buds are there and all that stuff, I just don't want it to happen. And then I was like, I must say I'm the type of person, like I won't take shortcuts. I'm like, when it comes to doing something, I'm just like, what, what's the point? Like, you know how people go in with wetsuits on and stuff? Uh -huh. I just don't see the point in that. Like, I'd, I'd fully commit to something if I was to try something uh -huh. and date for the real deal. So I was standing there and I was just like, "There's, I think there would be something more humiliating about walking in with my t-shirt on than not because everybody'd be like oh he's kept his t-shirt on like the guy you know how when you go to on holiday to spain and you see a fat guy in his swimming pool with a t-shirt on uh -huh. and he's like i've got a skin disorder with the like at the end of the day like what you hiding because you go in the water the t-shirt's just going to become skin tight and everybody can see which shape you're in anyway and yeah. then probably the majority of people everybody that's going up to do a cold dip is there for their own reasons and for their like for their mental health anybody that's going up and being like and like fucking slagging folk for being like you know no wanting to take their tap off or taking their tap off and like that or they're self-conscious like you know fuck them they shouldn't be they're there for the wrong reasons you know what i mean and, and that's another thing as well like nobody cares that's that's another thing i noticed i took my top off and like nobody cared and i realized oh wait a minute it's me it's nobody else and then it made me realize like i'm i'm not that we've always spoke about this on this podcast i know that i'm not that bad it's i'm the i'm the problem the only person that can beat me is me do you know what i mean the only person that can knock mike tyson is mike tyson <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like i who cares tom hanks i've said it before on this podcast sometimes he's fat sometimes he's skinny you've got to live that's it nobody cares mate nobody cares nobody cares mate they can't cares but it's true yes Neb nobody cares like everybody is in the same boat they're all standing there worrying about themselves mm-hmm and usually if people are worrying about other people um 
I find it's usually like, especially in the types of scenarios. No, obviously, like I'm not saying in, in in like everyday life, but in the types of scenarios, it's if they are thinking about other people, they're trying to think about them in a sort of positive way. I hope they're all right. Like for you, they've never seen you before. Is this guy going to be all right? Is he going to find it too much in the cold? Like hope he comes back. I hope he gets the benefit. Nobody's been like, look at him, man. Fuck's nah. sake. Nay cunt. I. No. Uh, anybody that does that anyways a fucking arsehole, do you know what I mean? I and that's the thing, I've never actually ever really experienced that. It's just it's all it's all me. It's how I think and how uh-huh. I feel, but I'm starting to realise that. But there was something like the first time I took my top off, there was something very I felt like I walked through something. I was like, I conquered my an own self doubt there. Uh-huh. And it, it was very even last night, because it was very awkward to get down the hall and stuff and into the water. And the, my pal that I was with had like this wetsuit top on. And I was just like, fuck it, man. I want to fully embrace the, the experience. And I went in and I, it was something really good about it. There was a guy in here. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm happy, mate. I'm happy that you're doing it and that you're getting a lot of benefit. Because you do seem, you seem a lot happier and a lot brighter. And Thank you. Same again, it might be the ladle full of acid that I've had for my ah, breakfast. Aye, the megadose, not the microdose. Aye. Cheeks out to there like a squirrel with a big massive wooden ladle in my mouth. <laughs> it's your cold water's really <laughs> 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 I had a guy in here the other week and he was like talking about it and the one of his guests was talking about it, like he was saying like how do you keep yourself balanced and he's like, like talking about a lot of, this is like, you know, People listening to this podcast, if, if they're new or whatever, you know, I'm sure they know that I'm a therapist. The one thing that I, I I say to people, and I've said this before, I tell people, if your problem is anxiety and stress, like, start taking cold showers. It fucking drives it out of you. Like, you can't stress in, in a cold shower. And, or, like, you're... In fact, you can't stress about the shite in life that you're stressing about. You stress about being freezing fucking cold. And it's so extreme that when you come out and it gives you like a sort of feeling of relativity. I don't know if you feel like you're kind of like, why was I even worrying about that? Yeah. Because you were like, literally like your body was like, we're going to die. Get out this fucking shower. We're about to die. And then you're like, nah, it's only five minutes. But um, I'd, I like the guy was saying a lot of good stuff. He was saying like a lot of wee things like journaling, you know, like being productive, found it. If he's no feeling great, if he goes and he does something and it feels productive, he likes that. And and he was he mentioned the cold water. And the guy that was the presenter of the podcast was like, "Oh, I've done that a couple of times. First time I just jumped in for twenty minutes, and I was just like, oh, oh man, like this guy's full of shit.' Because I don't know if anybody can do that. I mean, I don't I think you would die in Loch Lomond. I think he said that we went to Loch Lomond and it was November and it was freezing. It was ice. And I just I jumped in, just did twenty minutes. I was like. Mm. The GI, one of the ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um how long how long did you do the other night? So what I've learned so far is everybody's different and everybody that does it has a different experience. Mm-hmm. So those things that people will talk about that you've got this vagus gland gland in the back of your neck. The vagus nerve. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if it shocks it with cold water, then that's the benefit. So I was talking to my pal last night and he never really knew anything about that. Mm, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. What? That you shock your vagus nerve with cold. Oh, all right, okay. That's just, that's, 
I find that quite a lot of the times you hear stuff like that and it sounds like somebody like try to make it sound really fancy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And aim like impress people. This is what happens, you know? Ultimately, there's a thing called the plain... Well, this is the science, right? Because I fucking sit and listen to all this stuff. That's my opinion, that that's bullshit. You can't shock your vagus nerve. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, the the thing that they're talking about at the back of your neck is the tube that brings your hormones for your brain, releases them down, and it brings it into your... So we're talking about your central nervous system. You can shock your central nervous system, and you're kind of doing that by jumping in, and that's what's happening. So then people are like, that's why you get a benefit, because you're shocking your central nervous system. But if you actually look at, like, scientifically... There is this thing called the pleasure pain window that they're, they're saying now, and this is why the gym works, this is why walking works, running works, If you, because it's all pain, like you're pushing your body. If you go further into the pain, then your tolerance for pleasure gets bigger. So it's almost like if you do things that cause you pain, then your ability to experience happiness on the flip side of that coin also gets bigger and bigger. I don't know. I've heard a few people talk about this and they're all like neuroscientists and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know what is going on, but basically if you can do things that sort of push your body past its capacity. So if you're sitting, if you're living the sedentary life, if you're sitting on a couch, you don't really experience a lot of pain. You don't really experience a lot of um, discomfort. And the way that they're saying it is, if you can then go and seek that discomfort because you don't have a lot of it in your life, then your ability to appreciate the smaller things that make you happy just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Rather than you thinking, oh, everything's shite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hope I've explained that. I get it, mate. Right. I've just never heard any of them. So again, I'll, I'll go back and be like, I'm saying that's bullshit is my opinion based on the stuff that I've read and heard about cold water therapy yeah. and the actual benefits. There's another, there's a whole other sort of side it with inflammation in the bloodstream and how it sort of impacts your blood. Mm. It means that the the blood pumps like a lot better in your body, and obviously, like you, you need that. You know, like if you're if you're fucking, I don't know, but that's about inflammation in the bloodstream and how inflammation for the blood goes into the brain, causing inflammation in the brain, making that your your cognitions, which are your thoughts, more difficult to control and blah, blah, blah. Well, did you see the picture of me last night? I was like salmon pink, mm -hmm. bright salmon pink. Mm -hmm. well, a big smile on your face, but... Yeah, I had a smile on my face. And, you know, you were asking us how long I went in there for. My friend goes in, uh, like, knee deep at first to get like climatized uh -huh. and that's what i did but i was like i after four minutes i was like mate i can't even feel my feet i know you want to get in there didn't I, you man so i jumped out and i i kind of jogged on the spot a wee bit to like get my feeling back uh -huh. and then i went in for a wee dip and i did two minutes jumped back out and then i thought i'd I done that to him i was like i set a timer on your phone man day six minutes and i did five minutes but uh it was I can see why everybody's addicted to it. Mm -hmm. I get it. You get a rush, don't you? Aye. What a rush. You do? You get an absolute like, rush for it. But I mean, it makes, it just brings stress and anxiety down. And I mean, it is like, it's free, you know? Ultimately, it is, it is a good thing for people today. But like we have said 
multiple times on this podcast. We're getting on about the fucking Insta cunts that are, you know, like yes. claiming to have fucking reinvented the wheel by like getting cold, you know. Um, heat as well, it's like hot and cold and hot and cold. Like there's benefits, there's different benefits to the heat as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like every day, five days a week, at least, I will do five minutes in the scalding hot and then I'll do five minutes in the freezing cold water in the shower and then I'll go back and do another minute just to heat myself back up and jump oh, out. But I've, I've built up to that. Yeah. I started with 30 seconds and then did a minute and then two minutes and then, you know what I mean? And that's why when I, I hear people being like, I just jumped in and did 20 minutes. I'm just like, you don't need to show off, man. Yeah. Like we're all here. We're talking about things that improve people's well-being. And see by that sort of fronting, I, I just did 20 minutes. You're actually probably hurting people because then you'll get people be like, oh, I, I would never be able to do that. Yeah. And it's like, go and do 30 seconds, man. I think they say seconds. that the magic number's three minutes, aren't it? Three minutes. I, I noticed a wee difference last night because I'm back calorie counting, right? I've been doing it for about 30 days and I've been in a good wee routine with it. But last night I was about, I don't want to bore everybody with this chat. But it's not boring, is it? Fuck it. It's, it's not not at all. Real life people. It might help people. But I was sitting on about two thousand calories, and I was like, man, I've had a long day. I did thirty thousand steps the night before, and I've got this wee protein bar, and I was like, I want to fucking scud that with a cup of tea. It was two hundred calories, and I had this moment, and I honestly think it's because I jumped into that water. I was like, ah, you won't starve to death. Have a cup of tea and a fucking glass of water, and you'll be all right. And I actually went to bed and I was like, done my 2,000 calories. Now, what I did before was between 2,000 to 2,200, so I wouldn't have been devastated if I ate it. Right, but, but how would you have felt, because this has got to be interesting, how would you have felt if you had I just gave into that wee, you can have another 200 calories with a cup of tea? If I'll, you're being honest with yourself, if you had I just went, oh, fuck it, and had the protein bar? I would have felt annoyed, but no devastated. Right. How did you feel because you didn't? Good. Right. Mm -hmm. I felt good. Uh -huh. I felt like, and I put it beside my bed and I had it when I woke up today. Literally woke up like that. <laughs> <laughs> Eight hours later. No, but, <clears throat> I, but no, you felt good because you exercised that. Um, what's it called? What would you say that that is like the... You resisted against the sort of excuse just... To temptation. Eat you, yes, you resisted against the temptation to just eat what you want. And like you said, would you have been devastated? No. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
but you'd have been disappointed. You'd have left a wee sort of like, oh, fuck, I wish I hadn't ate that after you'd have done it. Because you didn't eat, you went to bed and you probably thought, fuck, man, you yeah. know, that was good that I did that. And like you're saying, you start to hear these wee different voices in your head starting to be like, you know, like when I openly said in this podcast, I went through a, a really shite time, the tail end of last year into the start of this year. See, when you're in stuff like that, mate, your mind is just like, everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. Pointless. Don't, it makes you know what I got in the morning. You just lie there and you, you get into that. You day, you lie there, you don't do anything. And then you start to think, oh, fuck, I wish I had done it and blah, blah, blah. And I always just try and come back to, like, just, just do it then. Yeah. Like, if you feel shit and that's making you no want to do something and then no doing that thing makes you feel doubly shit, then why not just do it? Yeah. Because even though I was going through a tough time, if I spent like a day, like I would, I wouldn't get into this sort of cycle of letting work build up. And then I was having to spend like pure eight hour days, like editing videos and doing shit to clear my feet. See, when I had the eight hour days where I did that and I sat and I just cleared my feet, I felt, I didn't feel great after it, but I felt better. Mm -hmm. I felt a bit better. I didn't wake up the next day thinking this is all fucked because that workload was causing another stress of like, I can't be fucked doing that. And then you start to even think like, I can't do it. I'm so depressed and tired that I can't face that work. And then like, I think it's really important to start to recognize that sort of inner voice. And then if you're, if you can even better, get it out your fucking head. Like go into your phone and your, and your fucking, I go into my notes and I've got a daily thought that just says thought journal. And I'll go in and I'll just write, like, everything's fucked. It's pointless me even doing any work today. And then I'll just be like, why, what? See, when I read it back, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I being so negative? Of course, your life's not been great. You're going through a tough time and you're like, well, how am I going to feel if I actually just fucking do this work? And then you you ultimately feel a bit better, you know? It's not going to fucking cure all your, your woes or, like, sort your life out, but it 100% makes you feel better, so... I would say that any time you get an opportunity to do that, you should take it. That's not to say, like, you should under-eat. Like, if your target's, like, 2,000 calories, that's enough food, do you know what I mean? And, like, for a healthy human being, no saying, like, starve yourself. But if you get an opportunity, like, should I eat that? The answer's always no. See, yeah. if you're even asking the question in your head, should I just have that? The answer's always nah. Just the same as, like, if the question in my head is, should I just sit here and do fuck all and just fuck work and it's fucking pointless anyway? The answer's always no, you should do it. Yeah. I appreciate that advice, mate. Hopefully that's helped someone as well. Unsolicited. The best type of advice. Well, that's... <laughs> your advice is good, mate. Thank you for saying that. But I have noticed a couple of wee positive changes around the flat. You don't really realise um, certain things. You're just like you know, negativity and stuff. And then it's good to get back in, back in about the goodness. Paul's got summer as well, mate. You need to get the beach body ready for mm -hmm. the sun coming out. Flip-flops. Doing the logs. Flip-flops. Painted toes and that. Painted toes. Go, go, go down the logs, right? Listen to me, right? I'm going to okay. give you some tips on how to get a bird. Okay. Get a casked. I can't even talk. I'm sal salivating. I'm slabbing. Toes, red toes, flip flops. 
size seven feet. Scrunch your feet. Oils. <laughs> you go down a large right with a cast in your arm. Well, stack of books underneath your arm, right? And you walk about with a limp and you just walk up to birds that you like and you're like, Can you help me um get a couch into the van? And just you ask a hundred, one's gonna say aye, and then see when they say aye, fuck them out with the cast. <laughs> 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 that's silence of the lambs by the way is it is he got a cast in his one do you know i was getting mixed up there with films it's uh silence of the lambs and ted bundy right, <laughs> but both okay remix I, that's the well that's exactly i was gonna say the best artist borrow if you're gonna be a serial killer darren you may as well borrow for buffalo bill and ted bundy aye if you see me doing largs with a fucking cast on my arm staring at people's feet then you know I should probably stop cold water therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Funny Bunch is going to come back. Really? Yes. We've got a venue. I'm just going to hold off the now and I won't say it right, but it's not the stand comedy club. Okay. We've booked in for one night. It's going to be a Sunday again, right? With same again, line up, I'm the compare. And then we'll see how that does. And if it does well, we'll continue to do that venue. If not, we're going to go to another venue that I've already spoke to. So, aye, it's coming back. It probably will get announced this week. Unfortunately, there's not going to be any comps for uh, Patreon members because it's no, it's a smaller space. Ah, right. So, sorry, guys. But could maybe do a little, maybe a little two ticket giveaway or something we'll do something like that aye we'll do something take like out that. the sponsorship money or whatever for the venue and yeah we'll do maybe like do like a prize draw like i don't know yeah so i'll probably announce that during the week and then we'll talk about it in next week's podcast so it's good that the funny bunch is coming back something very funny happened to us yesterday as well i was in tesco and i don't know if you've ever had anything like this in life but I bumped into an old friend that was in my primary school class and uh, it was actually before I get picked up for the dip. So I was in getting a bottle of juice and a sandwich, obviously scanning it. And you're my fitness pal. In the middle of Tesco. Mm -hmm. And his nickname's Harry. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that, right? Great guy. He's always been a great guy. We were friendly in primary school. I wouldn't say we were mates, but anytime we see each other, it's it's nice when we see each other. Right. And uh, it was just this clash, it was clash of the worlds, like different worlds. Because he he's came to see me do stand-up and he, he loves my stand-up, right? But yesterday it was just like, obviously I'm wearing a fucking night trackie. I'm scanning a piece in the middle of Tesco and he's like there with his wife, he's Wayne. And he's like, are you still doing the comedy? And he's like, oh, I seen the Rod Stewart video, that was funny. And I seen your dad's video, that was, oh, dad, and that was very funny. You must, you've got a very dark sense of humour. And I'm like, what do you do, mate? Guess what he does? What? He's a pilot. <laughs> Full-blown pilot. Full-blown, like, flies fucking 747s? Yep. Mortgage-free before he's 40. Full-blown, full-blown pilot, mate. We lied to him. 
Hear me, why come these a hand and air van? I'm gonna kill you and steal your fucking life. How, how are you feeling me if you're uh, do you know, I wasn't gutted. I, I did see the funny side of it. I just loved how he was like, oh, I love your videos. And I'm like, you could probably retire right. and be all right. right. I've seen you on TikTok, but... I know. Right, what you up to? Like, I'm just in charge of like 250 people's lives like four times a day, you know? <laughs> Spent fucking 10 year training to be a fucking pilot. Aye. Wow, what a job that'd be, man. Would you like, you like to be a pilot? I think it'd be a cool job, I <clears throat> I mean, I'm blind as fuck. I'd crash. I'm the only cunt that would crash into another plane. <laughs> or a UFO or something. Aye, fuck, man. Um, I watched this. I don't recommend this, by the way. I watched this YouTube channel called Mentor Pilot. And the right. guy's like a airline pilot for, I think he's German, but he stays in Spain. But he, he's an airline pilot. Um, I think it's for KLM. But he's also like trains people to become like airline pilots and he does these videos, mate. And he like deconstructs air crashes and shit, tells you what's mm -hmm. happened because every air every crash gets investigated. Um and by the way, see if other uh, see if every other facet of life, like politics, the police, fucking Anything, mate, football, anything was investigated and deconstructed the way that they do with fucking plane crashes. We would live in a utopia because they go into everything, mate. They listen to every word that's said in the cockpit during the crash because it's so imperative that if something's went wrong that they fix it. Is this because of the black box thing? Uh, they've got, um, they've, aye, they've got, they've got like multiple ways of recording everything. Like, see if the pilot, like, moves the, the stick or the steering wheel or the yoke or anything like that a millimeter mate it gets, gets recorded wow so if something happens like a lot of the time he'll talk about how the stress so mentor pilot is called right uh -huh. he talks about how it's actually the stress that causes people to do shit they'll be like the pilot then did this and he's like and there's no reason that he would do that other than he's just panicked and started to try and like recover but I've started watching this guy's YouTube channel and, and I don't know if it's going to make me appear terrified of flying. Because it's, as he keeps saying, he's like, you know, I do a video a week. And he's like, but think about the amount of fucking flights. That, he's not saying fucking, but think about the amount of flights that are <laughs> happening. That's me. Like, think about, this is, this, this is a, a scheme pilot. Oh, that fucking, <laughs> the wing fell off, right? And think about I it, man. I was fucking done a bully or not. <laughs> he was coming into land, he did a bully. He was like, I'm doing a bully. Um, <laughs> but the French didn't understand what bully was. Um, he talks about, he's like, think about how many flights there are a day and how many accidents happen. He's like, in that sort of ratio, it's not a lot. So he's, I think he tries to acknowledge that if you watch his channel, man, you're going to get a fucking complex, man, because he's getting into stuff. Mad shit, mate. Like, one of the ones was, uh, there was like a tiny, like, they did a, like a service on the flight and they replaced the seal on the cock, one of the cockpit windows and they didn't date right. And when they were flying, the fucking windy flew and the fucking captain gets sucked out the fucking windy. Fuck's And they had, they, they managed to land the fucking plane, but 
obviously like the captains did like he got sucked out the fucking window like 30,000 <laughs> feet or something I don't know why we're laughing at that but I the mean the tears were giggling now aye it's <laughs> aye it's, it's a dangerous job as well it's not even dangerous see when you watch this guy's YouTube channel and he tells you here's the procedure that they would have to go through how do they remember all that maybe we should try and get your pal in get him in for an interview uh-huh. see if he's been sucked through the window I've been sucked through a window a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Can Do it a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's interesting. Oh. Uh, that is very, very... It makes you think, like, you know how some planes that disappear and they just never get recovered? That's really freaky then if everything is so, like... Well, they no. need to recover the black box. Yeah, the the stuff stored on the on the plane. So, like that Malaysia flight one two seven zero or whatever it was, the one that flew apparently like flew into the middle of the Pacific Ocean and disappeared. Mate, there is some fucked up shit went on with that, and the cargo was very interesting because there was a lot of I think. Um, lithium mm-hmm. getting taken to China so like for batteries for their drones and stuff so mate my opinion is the Americans fucking shot that hang with the sky really? aye have you seen aye. the video of it? when the it kind of disappears so I don't know if it's been doctored it probably has been doctored right but it shows you the flight it's either through some type of scanner it's getting, oh, like the radar or whatever? Yeah, or it's getting... No, no, it's actually visually, you can see it. I think, I think that's been created then. Oh, right, I okay. don't know if that's real, like them actually like tracking the flight. Because oh, like. i seen a video of it and it was flying through the air and it was showing you two circles going around it. And they were saying it was saucers. And then it UFOs disappeared. Then it disappeared. Well, they reckon that, that either... Um, I've watched a few. I've watched a few videos about it. They reckon that either it's been a suicide pilot, which has happened a few times, like mental illness of the pilot. But the pilot of that, the captain of that plane, had a YouTube channel. You can go and watch his YouTube videos, and he seemed fine. But as we know, that I don't know if that's an indicator. Yeah, a mental ill health, and um, which has happened a few times when the guy fucking plowed the seven four seven into the, the Swiss Alps and stuff yeah. like that, and it was like he he did it deliberately. It's, also been in a couple instances where they've just like locked like the captains went out for a pish and they've just like locked the door just took care of the plane and crashed it they're just mental mate um but they reckon they, they kind of they're like that's a possibility because we don't know but what we know of this guy it's not likely because the others there's like a part on their behavior that starts to emerge like risky behavior you know, like they stop speaking to their family, blah, 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 distance themselves with their friends and then all of a sudden they're fucking plowing planes into the ground. Um, there was none of that for this guy. So there could have been a hijacking. There's a possibility. Um, but the weird thing about it was that after the Malaysian government announced that it had crashed, somebody got a phone call for somebody that was on the flight. And this is all documented. And then, so the family and the friends were put into like a hotel lobby. And I think like maybe a conference room in a hotel next to the airport to keep them away from the press. And one of them got a phone call. 
and then she tried to pick it up and just as she went to pick up it died and then other people in the room started phoning like the people and their phones were ringing which would mean that their phones were on so i don't know man it's something weird about it but i think the weird thing like i said the cargo like um I, there was like so the the theory that i had watched on youtube where they're like this is a possibility is is that <clears throat> US military uh, fighter jets have scrambled and they've told the guy to divert and he's ignored it because he's known on like what the fuck is going on here so he's like switched his comms off and stayed on his trajectory to China and they've shot him down because as soon as he gets into the Vietnamese airspace so it disappeared in a blackout it's like between no, I'm not entirely sure, but between like South Korea, I think maybe in Vietnam, there's a there's a few nautical miles of like no comp communication with an air tower. They're obviously still tracking you on radar, and it was in that blackout that it disappeared. That is fascinating, man. So, I uh, this guy reckons it's been fighter jets have been scrambled to ask it to divert to get the cargo off it, and when the guys went, nah, like <laughs> don't want to do it, turned off his comms to just keep going. Till he gets into the Chinese airspace in Vietnam, he'd have switched the comms back on and touch base with their, the tower. They've just decided to fucking take him out. <laughs> I'm just picturing you four in the morning talk, saying that at a party. What? Yeah, <laughs> mate, right. Yeah, fuck it. Get us a tinfoil. No, it's no first gag, man. It's for my hat. <laughs> <laughs> or smoking a wine skinner, then watching that just like that. Oh, no, man. In a kit hole. <laughs> right, watch this YouTube video, Dad. Dad, and wake up. Watch this YouTube video with me. I had a daydream the other day and I came up with my own conspiracy theory. I don't know why I've done that. Eh? <laughs> with your own conspiracy yeah. theory? Okay. Then not strap myself in for this one? Don't think so. No? Or in fact, you should, just in case you get sucked out the window. <laughs> uh, I think the right. government give old people free bus passes so they don't exercise, so they die quicker. <laughs> okay. And that's it. And that's it. Aye. So it's po did... population control through a fast pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the theory. Yeah. That, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what I ask you about that. Like, I mean, it seems quite reasonable to me like the I, I i'm i'm trying to think like would it would i think it would be mental that they would be like no we can't have them walking about everywhere <laughs> we need them to die younger die younger so they don't exercise get them on the bus right they could just like spike their flu jag i suppose that'd be too obvious wouldn't it mm. Mm. no the bus jags. No, the bus that I was on yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? I was on a bus this week and I was sitting at the front of the bus and I could hear the convo in the back of the bus. There was an African guy talking to a Scottish guy, right? And the, Afri the African guy was just curious. I couldn't really hear what he was saying, but I could hear what the Scottish guy was saying. Of course you could, because was he bellowing it at the top of his fucking voice? Yes. Right, okay. I don't believe in that. A lot of shit. And I was like, I wonder what he's talking about. It's all a conspiracy. 
Aye, all that COVID shit. I was like, oh my. God. Oh yeah, they had a they had a anti-vax protest down at Buchanan Galleries on Saturday, and I walked past it. Were they all wearing fucking Kappa trackies? I mean, I don't like to talk bad about people or be judgmental, but it was a very low caliber of human human being. <laughs> a, not totally, not completely. You know, there was some like normal looking uh, people there very reasonable looking people there but no like it did kind of look like um the queue for boots on like a monday morning yeah you know? make it that way you will um but get all your information on fucking youtube the government are coming after did I ever tell, i'm sure i told you about this and during lockdown or during covid during that sort of time i think we were out of lockdown maybe tail end of 2020 maybe in 2021 i think it was in 2020 i was walking down towards that bit at donald Dewar and feel like a pure distance and I, this is it word for word go and look at youtube the government's coming for your fucking wings and it's just like and it, it was Sean, what you doing <laughs> give that mic back to that guy no but it was like it was like getting time warped back to a gaff in Cran Hill in like nineteen ninety four, mate. It was like with Charlie Sheen. Remember that story of Charlie Sheen? Aye. Aye. <laughs> Ending up in the gaff in Cran Hill. Yes. Um and held at ransom. That's a great story. <laughs> and man. a taxi in Castle Mill. That's as a well. fucking that's a great story. Trying to get gear. Try to get no, try to get heroin, mate. Heroin. I oh. fucking well the the Cran they say Easter House. Mm-hmm. And the, when you go and look at the newspaper articles, they say he was in a flat in Easter House. He was in a, he was in Star Point Street in Cran Hill. Which is Greater Easter House, I suppose, but he met with uh, he met with a, an addict at George Square. Just went up to a random junkie in George Square and was like, "Where can I get heroin?" And he was pure money with me and a black cack up to Cran Hill. And when they realised who he was, they kept, I'm pretty sure they pulled a knife, and he was just pure. You don't know why, where I'm from, man. Like, go for it, stab me. And they just let him go. Wow think about the kind of people he'll be hanging about way in fucking LA like the degenerates man and they can't start carrying guns and all you know what I mean and like oh, it's not, uh, some some wee guy pulling out a lock back in a fucking house in Cran Hill he's fucking Japanese Akita in the corner do you know what I mean he's snake and he's Vivarium he'll be like ah I'm not giving a fuck mate why was he here was he doing a movie I ah, he was filming a movie aye that's so random isn't it it's hilarious I love what? it. I love that story. Aye. What a random, beautiful story. Can I just <laughs> check how long we've done? Uh, 50, 56 minutes. 56 minutes. So, that's with the tune as well. So we've probably done about 54. Is uh, there anything you'd like to talk about? If we get anything left on the, on the paper. That's for the Illuminati. So we've got Bems. But I would you want to give a shout out to Bems before we, we wrap up? It should be Friday night. Friday night at the SWG. Sorry. We're going to see Big Bems, me and Paul, at the SWG3. Bems was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I think it's looking like it's going to sell out, so maybe the shout-out is fucking pointless, but people should definitely go and follow you and keep an eye on Big Bems. I'm surprised that hasn't sold out already. I think it's SWG3 Courtyard's like a, a decent-sized venue. Yeah. I think it's like a good 500, 600. Cap. Holy fuck, that is a lot of people. Uh, I never knew that. I think his biggest headline show today is King Tut's 300. Yeah. 250 to 300. Mate, we've got a lot of people for the podcast gone. For the I'm Patreon and then. stuff. How no, mate. No, Paul! 
Oh, people ask you questions on the Patreon, and all you need to start answering them. When? Just in general. I don't. I get a notification when people have uh, signed up. Pe- no, when people have commented on stuff, and I don't see people ask me questions. When sometimes people ask you. Questions. That's shite. That's fucking shite for me, isn't it? That's heavy shite. See, that's shite for you, Paul. That's shite for you, Paul. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then the movie recommendation, what you what we got to recommend? Yeah, we're looking forward to Bems moving on to the Fulham Club section of the podcast. Fulham. I might get that in a t-shirt. F-I-L-U-M. Fulham. Yeah. The Way Back with Ben Affleck. You yeah, seen it? Nope. He's an alcoholic basketball coach that goes through a program and school to train kids to join a tournament mm-hmm. and he used to be a really good player but he ruined it because he's an alcoholic fucking incredible man there's a bit of a um part on emerging is that recent yes right because we've got um what was the one way uh is it brandon or brendan fraser yeah i i brendan fraser it was the one about the the, the, the whale. The whale. We're starting to get like what addictions and stuff, like stories of addiction, stories mm-hmm. of poor mental health, stories of trauma coming up in like movies and shit. Yes. Copycats. Uh-huh. Just these trends happened, didn't they? I mean, what was it? 2005 to whenever was like the Transformer era. Like the pure pointless movie of blown shit up. Where have the movies went? Like they used to like at least twice a year be some sort of fucking The Rock and some sort of like Hollywood blockbuster where they would just like meaninglessly be violent and just jump about blown shit up. Like they they've kind of died. Died, didn't they? They was there no a couple of that were really shite. A couple of the Transformers movie movies did really were really shite. But because they had like they were using the same sort of animation systems for every movie, it was costing them next to nothing to make them. So even if it did shite at the box office, it would go to Blu-ray or whatever. They would be making like fuck tons of money on it. I mean, when Mark Wahlberg turns up in a movie, mate, you know that it's going to be shite, don't you? I especially know. Have you seen him? He's doing a fucking Catholic meditation app or something. And that you can buy in the the ice. I wouldn't listen to anything that that guy says. Like, see anybody? Like, I mean, I watched a, a GQ video that was like Mark Wahlberg's home gym and like daily routine. And mate, he wakes up at like fucking two a.m., goes into the gym for an hour, has a meal, then like goes back to bed, gets back up, works out again. It's like, mate, these people on the you shouldn't be listening to these fucking people. Like, these people are fucked. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's fucked. Yeah. He's, when he, I've seen that meal that he has in the morning, and he's like, we got to get on it and stuff. You're like, shut up, mate. Aye, man. All these people are just wrecked in need, mate. Absolutely wrecked in need. And see, to be honest, man, it, it it's all about money. Yeah. It, it's That's all that it's about. Like, going out there, doing your movies, making your money. You can't enjoy it. Why would you do it? Like, why would you make money? Why would you want to be a millionaire if you don't enjoy it? Yeah. I heard the greatest question ever. Like, I don't know where I heard this, right? So don't ask me. Might have been a fucking fever dream during COVID or something. <laughs> but 
the guy said, if you could achieve all of your dreams tomorrow, what would that be? And the guy was like, my business being a massive success and becoming like multi-millionaire, like tens of millions, hundreds of millions in the bank. And the guy went, if I could give you that right now, how happy would you be? And the guy was like, oh, like the happiest person in the world and blah, blah, blah. And he went, right, you can only have it for 24 hours and then you die. Would you take it? And the guy was like, well, no. And he went, well, your life's more important to you than your work. Why are you not prioritizing your life or your work? And I was like, whoa, holy shit, man. What a question to ask somebody because all these people do, man, they don't live a life. They go to these award ceremonies and they're in their fucking Armani suit and they look great and blah, 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 but they have no fucking life, mate. Joe Rogan schedules sex with his, his wife. Does he? How boring is that? Aye, that's, I just, I just kind of got bored with that, man. That's it's crazy. Like, life's, life's there to be lived, man. You're a human being, no fucking human doing. Mm-hmm. You're a human, yes, man. That's your new tagline. <laughs> no, but what was it? You're a human being, what? Not a human doing. Uh, that can be the podcast. No, fact, nah. <laughs> scheduled sex is fun guys i bet his missus loves it you know scheduled sex fucking hell as he does he take an alpha brain before it probably i think he said one time that the two of them have a wee puffy a joint mm. and then pump did you do anything for 420 last week no i just walked him i walked through the park actually and i seen a couple of people sitting did you get a contact high yeah i felt um like i got assaulted i was like guys come on i'm sober yeah. standing in the middle of glasgow green like guys i hope you know i'm sober and this is an assault they were four miles away and i'm like ah. <coughs> hey i mean who am i i they suck jobs through windies and i stared at women's feet through fucking binoculars with fake casts on hey we've all got our rings we enjoy <laughs> <laughs> our vices i was thinking about do, taking a page pinching this off uh killian actually i really enjoyed the rod stewart response and i quite enjoyed the 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 dad's bell end joke i was thinking about making up a fake story and trying to clip it tiktok mm-hmm. i'll ask colleen to clip it you got a date on his podcast no i'll date here right, right now quickly okay let's do it and then we'll wrap so i don't know if it's going to work right but you know how people scottish people love rabbi buns uh-huh i'm thinking about talking about rabbi buns okay and i would maybe like you to jump in with your therapist opinion right okay and beef it up a bit okay so basically i'm gonna say if Rabbi Burns was alive in this day and age, he would be heavily medicated because he's either on the spectrum or he's got something wrong with him. Okay. And what do you want me to win with? I'd say something like the poetry. It wasn't poetry. It was gobbledygook. And if he was a lot... Oh, no, fact that making sense aye okay right right got an idea in my head right let's go so i was doing some online research for the podcasts because i'm a comedian and i'm really curious and i like to learn things and i've got family members that are like doctors and stuff and i was looking at rabbi burns and you know how he was like alive a couple of hundred years ago Mm -hmm. see if he was alive in 2023 
he would either be in a hospital, he would have a carer, or he would be heavily medicated. I mean, I'm I'm somewhat qualified to talk about this as a therapist, and I would 100% agree with it. I mean, I think that in the modern term, Scottish people have tried to make sense of the gobbledygook that he was hitting out with, but I think it's just been absolute schizophrenia, and I think you're right, mate. I think they would have him absolutely, like, Satala prammed up to his eyeballs. Schizophrenia, mate. Undiagnosed, because you never really got doctors back then, so he just kind of went through his life... And he talked like that, and for some reason, um, it just caught on, and it was kind of like similar to the circus that people would go watch this, like a freak in the circus, mm-hmm. and enjoy a show. I think that was like Rabbi Burns. I mean, I think if he was kicking about nowadays, he would be like walking about soaked in his own pish, just homeless as fuck, you know? Yeah, because I've read a lot of the poetry and stuff, and to be honest. It is a lot of shite. Like, gen- genuinely, it's a lot of shite. So, it just goes to show you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, we've got it. <laughs> That's going to trigger a lot of people, mate. <laughs> Fucking Scottish TikTok's going to blow up with that. Right, let's wrap. Right, that's us. Look, we didn't mean to offend anybody there. You know, it's a joke. Um, Thank you very much for joining us this week. We've got a Patreon. You can sign up for £5 a month. You're getting lots of extra bonus content. You're getting extra episodes. You're getting my stand-up. You'll get information about future stand-up gigs, etc, etc. Much love. We will see you next week. And um, there will be a Patreon episode next week as well. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.